My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And Jim, I've been having a really good time uh, delving into the work of Los Bros Hernandez. Me too, Ed. I look forward to the time that our playlist has all 50 of these issues covered. Yeah, me too. And by the way, there's 20, uh, 20 issues in Volume 2, 8 issues in Volume 3, and Volume 4 is an ongoing with about 10 issues out, man. So there's a lot to learn from the comics uh, created by the Hernandez brothers. Going to unpack some of the stuff that we learned from this issue specifically. Jimmy, what do you have up front? I have Street Angel, Deadly Scroll Alive. You can find this wherever you buy books or comics, uh, online or in brick and mortar comic shops. You can order this. Uh, you can find out how I make this at patreon.com slash jimrug where you can download my out of print, hard to find mini comics and zines. You can see a lot of my original art and you can see a lot of my process, scripts, notes, um, basically what we do on Cartoonist Kayfabe but focused on the comics that I make. So join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Can't disable the power of the label, man. So Los Bros Hernandez, they kick down the door for alternative comics and uh, help build a wing on the Fantagraphics books headquarters. And little Eddie P just gets to walk in that door willy-nilly without much trouble. Red Room, issue one is out there on the stands in the wild right now, but it is going hot. It is going fast. You got to get your hands on a copy uh, if you can find one putting these comics out on a monthly basis so four weeks reliably jimmy we just uh, had the cutoff for issue number two we hit that printing button it's being done man thank you for the variant covers uh, on that stuff Murder. means i gotta get to work on a uh, variant cover for issue number three wonder what right. i'll draw <laughs> murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in the red room universe and you can get these comics pre-order them from the fantagraphics website in my link tree in the description below this video Get it put on your pull list at your local comic shop. And if you want to read the comics before uh, they hit paper, go to patreon.com slash edpiscor. That link is in my link tree as well. Over 100 pages there. Uh, new pages every Tuesday. Three bucks gets you the entire archive. Jimmy, let's crack open this Love and Rockets issue number three. You know, when you have three of something, that's when you can recognize patterns, right? You need, you need three for a pattern. Ernie, Ernie Bushmiller taught me that. <laughs> so uh, what we discover is that the brothers oscillate between uh, you know, each other in terms of who draws the cover, but also who's going to do the big feature in these first four issues that are 64 pages, I think coming out on like a quarterly basis or something like that. So That's the, unbelievable. In the first, uh, the first issue, uh, Gilbert did the big story. We did issue number two. That was Jaime's big story. We're going back to uh, a big Gilbert story in this comic with the introduction of Palomar. Huge. And man, a great cover. We did the, the video that featured all of these covers front and back. Um, these are stunners, man. At this point, it is tour de force kind of stuff. First appearance of Tank Girl. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Love seeing Gilbert doing the superhero cover cover uh, iconography there from superheroes. Really exciting. Looks great. Um, Cool to see them work in color as well. This is kind of uh, a superhero issue. For, for Jaime's contribution, it's his meditation on super superheroes with almost every contribution he puts forth in, the, in this particular volume. This one, to me, is so amazing because this is, this is the DNA of Love and Rockets, this yeah. issue. This is kind of like everything is established to some extent by the end of this issue, of what these guys are going to do with future issues, the, the kind of genre, you know, boundary pushing that they do throughout their careers. A lot of it's on display in this issue. Palomar, as you mentioned, a huge, huge piece for Gilbert 
and what he would go on to do. This is just a phenomenal issue, which is, you know, think about that as a reader. It's like, okay, these guys came out strong. I've never seen something quite like issue one. Sometimes that falls apart. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, you kind of, you, you shoot your shot, so to speak. And this one is just, this is the strongest of the issues so far, in my opinion. And uh, boy, does that bode well for the fans that are reading this at home. Yeah, yeah. If you find these comics, uh, the crew of Fantagraphics did their did their best to keep these comics in print, so you could find copies at very affordable prices, and you will you will never be disappointed. Uh, up front, two page Jaime story. Uh, it's a superhero story from the, from the point of view of a man on the street, or in this case woman in a car <laughs> on the train tracks <laughs> and she is uh she is ready to uh to, to finish it why because she loves this superhero superhero isn't uh reciprocating in any way so she's uh just looking back on life this is the first time she ever she ever saw him how gorgeous is, is this for a panel for a superhero story yeah and, and how do people not figure this out before jaime like superheroes have been around for you know 40 years or something at this point almost 50 years and he's coming up with these gorgeous ways to do a superhero story all this stuff you know this one the first time we talked i told you that the bad guy went that way <laughs> yes it's beautiful amazing established the firm position of the parked car there on the train tracks as she's feeling emo Continues crying. Here comes that train, man. Getting closer, closer. Look at that, dude. The car's moved. Train is whizzing by. She's still parked. She looks out and is like, maybe you do love me after all. It's beautiful. And look at the reverse silhouette for like the dream, you know, dreaming that. I, I love this story a ton. I love these window shots, you know, like when the train's coming in, that's a great light effect. And when it's passing, phenomenal. And it's just abstract lines. Yeah. Really great. Very cool opening. So, uh, the way it works, like we said, man, uh, one of the brothers is tasked with doing a bigger story, and this issue is Gilbert's story. So uh, one of the things I feel like I'm, I'm recognizing while going through these issues is the like the Jaime stuff is going to take a little bit of a backseat in terms of like gravitas of like the literary part of what he's doing. It's He's doing smaller stuff because he's probably off writing that 100 room story that's going to be in issue 4. It's a very complicated story and there's a there's a lot to that comic. Uh, for as good as they are, you just can't keep making masterpieces like that. So Jaime's kind of chilling out a little bit on this issue, doing his allotted page count and all that. They even call in Mario to do a piece, man. And uh, Gilbert put a lot of sweat equity into this first installment of Heartbreak Soup, Introduction of Palomar, and it is an unbelievable 22 pages that will make you sick when you start to deconstruct a little bit because what we're we're talking about a cartoonist who has maybe 64 pages of professional comics in print so in this 22 page sequence when he's introducing uh, us to his tiny universe of Palomar he's introducing us to dozens of this is a 22 page story a dozen characters at the very least maybe 20 characters they all have motivations they all have personalities they all kind of interact with one another in some small way throughout the whole thing 
They have visual unique qualities that make them identifiable. And he's doing all of this stuff while drawing like beautiful, like look how beautiful this, this page is. That first page was equally impressive doing iconography inside of your word balloons, changing your word balloons around to indicate these different things. Like it is just everything you can do to make comics he's doing here while spinning the plates of building essentially a universe at the end in, in 22 pages is a comic the length of comic books when i was a kid reading them so this is like an issue of wolverine except it's a world that he's building before your eyes and at the end of it you fucking believe it man oh yeah and you know speaking to those different characters like different ages and generations of characters like this is a real place that that he how long do you live with this in your head ed to have this realized of a vision that you can just put down in the first installment i i have those exact questions man you know like like who like like how 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 do you do this it makes me think like gary groth gets the uh you know like the the photocopied edition of issue one and he goes wow this is this is what i you know what i believe comics can be gotta publish this when this comes out i mean it is just like giant steps that these guys are doing in these first couple of issues i, I can't imagine you know you hitch your, your wagon to this, and then this shows up for issue three? I love, I love the little homies. I do too, and I love their dynamics. Like, like the, the family, Carmen and, and her siblings, are so unique within that family. Like the dynamics of who's in charge, who's got the attitude, who's the troublemaker. Man, they're, they're, they're strong. And when you see, it's like an exact number of them. It, like, almost like... Uh... Hernandez siblings, you know what I mean? One of them I saw, his name was uh, Israel. I, like, I think that is one of the one of the bros. I think you're right, yeah. For, uh, in the Hernandez family. I love these silhouettes. Look, the tire swing hanging from the tree. Pay attention to this Romeo character, man. Every time you see him, he's got a new flamboyant uh, shirt on, <laughs> shirt pattern. There it is. Got to phys physically depict this. Uh, how do you visually represent this guy? Yeah, man. Pop popular with the ladies. More of putting these symbols in. Both brothers, man, like their characters are acting in every. Oh yeah. In every panel, there's there's no static talking head stuff. And they're acting on every scale, whether it's a relative close up to these characters or a very tiny. I mean, that's less than an inch tall figures, and you can see them all acting out, just whizzing on the wall. Look, and one that's of them's writing his name. Uh huh. It's great. It. <laughs> <laughs> there is that kind of like body like humor that uh that gilbert's good at i have to tell a story real quick about alex toth so see the this chicken foreground element uh i just read jesse ham's pdf of like all of the toth writing that he's done and he gets into like around 1950 toth's composition changes and he cites the uh, famous artist course mm. so now i'm reading that that chapter on composition and that's what it talks about is how do you create interesting depth what do you put in the foreground and you don't just willy-nilly put stuff in there to make a good composition you do it for some narrative purpose you know in this case it's it's the chicken that's running around palomar right and it creates this this sense of space but it also gives you this frame to make an interesting composition and man these guys are great at it a little toko man super uh, identifiable with yes. his oversized shirt and just like a little rapscallion yeah he's sort of a, this tragic figure right <laughs> and, and uh i think everybody maybe just dudes i don't know if girls have if there's a girl version of toko or not but i feel like i had friends that were like him they they just couldn't help themselves you know it's like no matter how hard they tried not to get in trouble 
there's something inside of them that just could not let them sit still. Yeah, and also just like super annoying, but you still bring them around all the time. Yeah, you all probably diss them and snap on them a little bit, but if somebody from like the other right. block does, you have trouble with them. Love this panel too. Another one of those examples of you could pull panels out of every page of this comic. Totally. And just enjoy them. Heartbreak suit, baby. New new shirt texture on our Romeo nice. guy, by the way. I love that comic shorthand. They're so good with black and white. And that kind of texture is one more way to, you know, get the most out of your black and white. We have our love triangle with this uh, this uh this fella who's who says he's with a million chicks but never is. What a great punch this whole thing is with the sound effect, the hat going up, the straight on arm. More good acting. It's John from the John Stanley School. Yeah, easy to imagine that they're well versed in all of those comics masters. And now we have the more established Luba, who was in Bem, but she was, if you remember, she had that big kind of lazy mohawk, and she had like tribal war paint and stuff. Gilbert's going a different direction these days, man. He's telling a different kind of story, and introduces Luba as like, what is it? It's like some kind of like public bathhouse. Yeah, not something I'm familiar with, but maybe it's it's something that would have been around, say, pre-indoor plumbing or something, that, that you would have these uh, places where you'd go to get a bath. Yeah. I think we might have skipped that little piece of uh, magical realism of uh, that one guy under the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so earlier, page nine. Oh, yeah. We introduce this... Uh, sort of a ghost you know this exactly. is this is where uh that idea of like magical realism um injects itself into gilbert's work where one panel he's there they're waving and then boom hey he disappeared it's a it's chekhov's ghost because uh you don't introduce it if you don't get some payoff the payoff actually doesn't happen this issue happens issue number four Fun to see the sheriff. You know, the sheriff will be replaced uh, as, as we continue through Palomar. Right. <laughs> but it's it's part of that history. And who knows what was planned early on. You know, we're not going to see that sheriff replaced in this story. But as it as it goes on, as we continue with more time in Palomar, it just creates this history as these characters continue to grow and, and evolve. All, all of these characters, like, like little things are mentioned that don't pay off until, you know, three volumes later, 20 years of time, like... You know, one of the brothers will go back and write a strip talking about something that happened in a sentence in one of these early issues. New shirt pattern. Love this shirt. Love this pattern. It's <laughs> good stuff. Looks great in close up, too. I love this whole bit, too, man, where, uh, you know, these ladies, like, threatened. You know, it's like the rival, the established bathhouse lady talking smack on, the, on like, the newcomer. Then the newcomer shows up. With a hammer <laughs> in her hand. And, uh... You know, she lets her borrow the necessary gimmicks that she needs to uh, run her business. All's fair. It's so funny. I was reading this this week. I wasn't keeping track of page count. Whenever you said 22 pages at the beginning of this, I'm kind of shocked. I know, right? There's so much. Like, 22 pages, we established the personalities of at least a dozen main characters who we're going to see explored very thoroughly. Gilbert Hernandez knows these people. It's he, remarkable to me, that part, how, how developed so many of these characters are from the first panel you see them in. Yeah. And then well, let's jump back, man. Let's, let's go to a Jaime one. Incredible lettering. Always. Very beautiful. The characters all resting on that vanishing point, on the horizon line, which is something that I really love. And I remember happening upon this comic for the first time and just 
like seeing what Jaime could do with super heroics. And this is gorgeous. I mean, straight up, you know? And I don't, like, he doesn't really use uh, a lot of traditional stuff. Like, you know, he's, those, that's, that's good feathering. Yeah, it's really strong. A lot of subtle choices. Like, the star pattern is so, um, it works perfectly, but it's not overwhelming. It doesn't feel cartoony, even though it doesn't feel exact either. You know, like, it's definitely symbol of stars. Just, just handled very well. Uh, you know his design sense handling it perfectly. Yeah, it, like once again, this is this is uh, Jaime just letting everybody know that if he wanted to, he can make the the best superhero comics out of anybody. All the superhero moments are brilliant. You know, coming out of like that smoke stuff, we've seen that a million times. Probably not that well done, but even like the 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 figure flying off in the distance, and it's such a simple figure, but easy to read, looks great. Maggie's uh, superhero moment. This is uh, this is Carrie Kelly, an old man Batman. Like, let's get some pep in his step, get him back in business, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how gnarly he is, man. He is in the shadow of him, like taking his uh, whatever concoction. He needs, yeah, whatever he needs to get to to that position, and it is young blood because now now he's just about the celebrity of it, going around making speeches. Uh, it makes me think of like shit even the game that we play making comics it's like sometimes like the funner part is just the promotional part talking about the comic and like everything but making the comic uh is the fun thing and for this guy everything but doing super heroics it, it is feels a fun like thing. Uh, i know we say wrestling shit all the time but this just feels like the road stories of wrestlers on the road taking their uppers and downers and yeah. stuff all to, to do that 15 minutes of time in front of people at night and then it's the 23 hours plus of keeping it together for the next night jimmy you and i have been in the middle of nowhere many a times man where i definitely developed a certain empathy for the road comic who gets stuck in yes yeah, I'm not going to name any any specific place because we have fans all over. But uh, I understand the road coke. You know, man, it's it's more places than not because of your off hours. Yeah. You know, and, and the way you're traveling and things. It's like even if you're in someplace cool, often the time that you're required to be there ruins any, any tourist part for it. That's for sure. Man, I love this kind of stuff. The... Take advantage of your page, you know, your, your two-thirds page splash. Have these characters a glimpse into their heads as they're dreaming about all these scenarios. It's That's the fun comics. Right. And because Gilbert spent so much time on that Palomar story, you know, he's going to hit, hook you up with a couple of shorties. Again, something we will see him do still to this day. For sure. Somewhere in California, remember, Kate Fabers, Los Bros does not mean Dos Bros. And Big Brother Mario jumps in for probably one of his most substantial strips you know let me say one more thing about this experimental kind of stuff it has to, I, I feel like it has to be key to uh gilbert's growth you mm. know like it because so many cartoonists don't do this part yeah or if we do it's maybe half-assed in a sketchbook maybe not finished don't show anybody i feel like he willfully is experimenting consistently throughout his career yeah. and these little kind of strips that we might i don't want to call them throwaways but it's not as substantial as the Palomar strip, at right. least not in my mind, but I do think it unlocks stuff. And, for, and we probably all benefit from, you know, carving out some time in our schedules to do more of this, like, experiment, draw straight to ink, 
you know, do gag characters if you're normally doing more literary stuff. Like, there's lots of things that we could be doing to experiment, and I feel like Gilbert is is the main guy that you actually see him doing this publicly. Yeah, for sure. It's it's def it's an old trick, you know. I wouldn't doubt that he picked this up from Crumb. You know, you would see Crumb do these weird one-pagers in, inside his app. And stuff. I always think of, uh, you know, like Harvey Kurtzman doing one-page filler strips that yeah. nobody else wanted, and that was his break, you know, his big break. So you can definitely do stuff with that real estate. One page is not, uh, you know, there's no limited, there, there's no limitation to what that page can do. Mario's contributions <laughs> become more and more limited as, as time goes by. Uh, he, you know, his his investment is, is less and less. And uh, I'm going to be honest, like, like uh, this... I wasn't too into this one, man. I don't yeah, have much to say. It's very different than the uh, than Gilbert and Jaime in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, there's some cool-looking stuff. There's some good graphics. But his approach graphically is very different than those guys. It almost feels like something that would be ebbing more towards a Marvel DC style. Mm -hmm. um, you know, neither good nor bad. But, I mean, like, I'm in love and rockets for Jaime and Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Mario. But interesting to see it and interesting to see that it's one more voice that I'm sure those guys were bouncing off of a lot. Yeah, yeah. I always love this panel. To me, that's a it's a Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah, he's a brush slinger too, which is noteworthy compared to the other brothers. Locas Tambien. He knows their characters well enough to know which three stooge they dig. That's or, funny. Or do not dig. You that's know, that's a great gag. That feels like the old comic strips, like a Sunday strip where you'd have your first tier could be removed for uh, for space reasons. Yeah, for sure. It stands well on its own. Or have the, the, the final little piece, man, for those same space reasons. And this is a character study piece. This is actually, this is a very beautiful, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in this strip. So, so Hopi's upstairs with a couple of knucklehead boys and Maggie's coming home and they're talking smack on her yo she's got a big fat ass or you know things like this uh eventually she hope he kicks them out when maggie gets there and uh maggie's like why'd you throw them out and and hope he protects her, her home girl you know like uh they they were useless who needs them didn't didn't say that for you know four panels they were commenting on on her her looks and demeanor and all that stuff Chucks the, the house plant at them on their way out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Love the tempers flaring. Like, even when they're thrown out, they're still fighting back and forth. And the boys are just like, you know, it's all... It, it creates an impression that, you know, just another day. Right. You Relatively know, low stakes. That's what Hopi does. Yeah, I like the tempers of these of these different characters. Hopi's always at, like, a nine. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, man, this is comics. So, you know, some... There was some money in that potted plant. Got to go out. Got to go scoop it up. How much does that pacing feel like, uh, like a John Stanley totally. comic or something, where it's like just very natural stuffs happening, and then of course you realize you shouldn't have thrown that plant out. Right. Shit. Yeah. Go down there, hook that up, resolve it immediately. But even still, with some character in in it, because you know there were fifty bucks in there, but now there's only thirty. And then I hope he's like, oh yeah, I, I had to borrow a couple dollars. <laughs> I found your stash. But then and intro couple other characters into the mixture man and this is cool to start to really get these characters uh in stone because they all kind of play their part in the next you know hundred room story in, in some, some form or fashion yeah it's neat to see this cast after we've read palomar and see how different the two brothers are in terms of building their worlds it's right totally different worlds and sets of characters like they don't feel 
the characters don't feel like there's any overlap between what we're seeing between these two creators. When I was a kid, dude, and just like looking at these profiles and just these little marks everywhere with no holding lines and stuff, and that face reads so perfectly, both of those faces, insane. This face, would you have the balls to draw that? No, and yeah, it's, it's, it's humbling to look at these. Another weirdo Gilbert strip. <laughs> and then we're going to explore some of the guys that uh, that uh, Jaime um, introduced us to in uh, the last issue. And one prisoner. You always hear these kinds of stories about the, the um, guts and glory stories that prisoners tell one another. And that's what this is, basically, man. This dude has a locket. That he got from Re Queen Rena. The other prisoner doesn't believe him, so he launches into the story about how he got this locket. There's so much more wrestling in these comics too than I remember. Yeah, that's been fun on the reread. And I think Mario might write this story, or at least put words. Is, is he credited? With, it, it, uh, was, it was the other story, the oh, one okay. Maniac. He he gotcha. wrote the words of hyperbole in Maniac, which were very good words. Super sure. insane. I wonder if he lettered it. it. It looks a little bit different, the lettering. This one? No, the Maniac story. Well, like, Mario doesn't letter his own stuff. Ah. Uh, so I, I'm sure it's so Jaime. Yeah, that's Jaime lettering. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking it looked it looked different. I guess different than what Jaime's lettering becomes. For, that's that's for absolute sure. Like, this early period, this first five, six issues, uh, he's a little italic. This story is kind of about this locket, yeah. and uh, it traces, it follows it through a couple of different characters. This panel was one that I looked at, and I thought, why overlap the lo the locket with his head? I right. was surprised by that choice, because if you just, you know, you could move those elements apart just a little bit, and it would really pop. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, are, there are those little bits. I bet Jaime would like to have this one back. <laughs> you know, like, well, like, who the fuck are we? Right, yeah, exactly. You know? Like that's that's intended as a joke, everyone. I don't need an <laughs> actually on that. <laughs> but uh, there there was like one or two uh, panels where where there was like a parallel. There was like a black line that comes down and sort of created a a, a panel border. So I read the balloons in the wrong order. Um, that's just something he wouldn't do again. But once again, he has you know sixty pages under his belt now. Like you got to give this nineteen year old kid a little. A little room. He's incredible with the spotting of the blacks too. Like what a panel that is. Just tremendous. And this is where you talk about the the the, the wrestling part of the stuff, man, because because yes. we have wrestling backstories. And this lady, this is a grizzled vet, a Dick Murdoch female wrestler type. Wow, good call. <laughs> with that stogie. And and like a deputy, uh, I guess a deputy law enforcement person who's is gonna set out now to 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 bring her her enemy, her rival, to justice. Right. And she's going to do that by flying a crop duster, dropping bombs. Yeah, that's a that plane is uh, pretty intense looking. It doesn't it doesn't look like an old biplane or something that you would see, you know, in, in farmlands. It's, little, it's little pretty jet. intense. Yeah. And see that old lady? She's still mad that uh, that that Rena body slammed her through the ropes, <laughs> through the mat, through the mat. That's her uh, foot the sticking mat. up. Through the mat. Yeah, yeah. Love that little glimpse of her face. You get half of her face having that flashback. 
Wonderful stuff. This is another one of those moments of just great composition that reminds me of a Lichtenstein. Like, Absolutely. you know, put that on, blow it up, put it on the wall. Absolutely. Some of the feathered lines you pointed out in the superhero story earlier. So these girls are going to take care of business, man. They're going to have a rematch. No, no need for pomp and circumstance. We're just going to, we're just going to handle our business right here, man. Yeah, this is, this is a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and Rena comes out on top, man. <laughs> Once again. Yeah, once again, that, that heavyweight deputy ends up buried in the ground once again with the feet sticking out. You know, sore back. His ability to cut through uh, locations, settings, you know, daylight to nighttime, countryside to city, in one panel, you I was, know, with, with, with really uh, easy to read, quick to read, couple of couple of things drawn in the background, and you're, you're, you've totally transported us. I would see Toth do this exact thing, man, where the bottom of the brim white and then goes into black. And uh, unreliable narrator type stuff. Mm -hmm. This is this is a void Duke, and he's like a Lothario kind of character. But uh, there he is, you know, in the jail cell. And looking at this, man, just like the little bits a finger and stuff that they have kind of breaking the border so that you have the corner of the bars and shit just to just to sell you on it i would Genius. i would uh worship frank miller you know a decade later for him doing the same kind of deal in in sin city and jaime beating everybody to the punch back then for sure man what a comic jim i learn something uh every time i read a hernandez brother comic i feel like i learn a hundred things yeah they are masters and I mean, the number one thing I learned is it's shocking how strong they are, as you keep saying, 60 pages in at this stage. Yeah, it's not going to be the last, Unreal. man. Not going to be the last. I'm good to go if you are. Yes. K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can download my hard-to-find out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see my original art for things like Street Angel and pick up Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live wherever you buy comics. Red Room. Issue one, out on the stands at, right this very moment. You could uh, scoop it up at your local, local comic shop. Uh, you could pre-order the future comics. They're going to come out reliably every four weeks. Uh, Patreon, uh, you can hit my link tree in the description below. It'll take you to the Fantagraphics website, so you could uh, put in those pre-orders, or you could read the comics ahead of time on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Over 100 pages worth of comics up there right this very minute. Uh, three bucks gets you the entire archive. Join the Cartoonist Kayfabe email newsletter at the links below this video to keep up with everything we have going on and coming out in 2021, a very busy year for Cartoonist Kayfabe, a very good year for Cartoonist Kayfabe fans. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. All right, Jimmy, give them the merchandise, man. We're going to be on our way. Read more comics.